but I also thought as I was reaching out to these 200 folks is, is that I'm building a, a long-term foundation for my investing career. So somebody could, somebody could talk to me and say, yeah, this is interesting, but I'm, I'm not interested r- right now. They could have some life event. Uh, they're paying for college or a wedding, or they just don't have the, the cash liquid to be able to invest in that short of time period. Or they just wanted to hear you know, more about me and, and what I was doing and, and need a little time to marinate on that. So I still have you know, that, that list of 200 is still growing. I try to provide you know, updates on a, on a quarterly basis about what I'm doing in my investing career. And hopefully that, that 3% can grow and it can be 10, 20 people out of that group. And I can continue to build from that base of family and friends and colleagues uh, as I scale my business. Welcome to Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate, a podcast for international investors and real estate entrepreneurs looking to break into the U.S. market. G'day, g'day, guys, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate, the number one podcast geared towards helping investors start buying cash-flowing real estate to create long-term wealth and eventually financial freedom. I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, as you know, my job is to explore, dissect, and interview the cream of the crop when it comes to real estate, business, and entrepreneurialism here in the United States so that you guys can all make the right investing decisions to create massive amounts of cash flow that will lead to long-term wealth. If you do like this show, you can give us a review on iTunes, and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching Reed Goosens. That's R-E-E-D-G-O-O-S-S-E-N-S. Today is part two of a two-part series devoted to exploring the world of side hustling, investing in real estate while you have a full-time job, and how you manage the process of finding deals, closing on deals, whilst you have your nine to five. But before I introduce you to the cracking entrepreneur, uh, remember I have a free ebook, and the way you get your hands on that free ebook is by leaving the show a five-star review. A lot of people out there have asked me how I started raising capital for my different deals, and so I put it into an ebook. And so the easiest way is leave the show a five-star review, then shoot me that screenshot of that review to info, that's I-N-F-O at rsnpropertygroup.com, and in return, in return, I should say, I will send you back my brand spanking new ebook, which is titled The 4P Rule, The Art and Science of Raising Capital Like a Pro. And the four Ps are pretty simple. They are professionalism, pitch, practice, and patience. And I have used these four Ps as the tools to create, uh, to be, sorry, not to create, but to become a key person of influence in my sphere. So people view me as that real estate guy, the person that they can go to to get real estate advice, and the person that you can start, that they can go to to get their hands on cracking deals. So if you want to get your hands on this book, it is just, a, it's a newbie's way uh, to start raising capital. If you've never raised a penny in your life, this book will be a great little starting point and hopefully get your mindset in the right place so you can go out and be successful, raise a ton of money and start closing on more and more deals. Again, get, you know, leave the show a review on iTunes, Hit then, then send me a, a screenshot of that review at info at rsnpropertygroup.com. 
All right, guys, a little bit more housekeeping. As you know, in 2017, I've been talking a little bit about my mentorship program. If you are interested in taking your investing career to the next level and you need someone to help you do that, then I am your bloke. I am opening up, uh, I'll have opened up a mentorship program and it's filling up quickly. We only have a few more spots left uh, and it is about understanding how to go out and be successful in the multifamily space here in the United States. I walk you through everything, the A to Z of how to buy your first First deal. My goal for all of my mentees is to help them get their close, their first multifamily deal here in the United States so they can start cash flowing and build wealth towards leaving their nine to five. And I walk you through everything. The, 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 they start out pretty simple as just in understanding the lingo involved in, un, in multifamily real estate. You know, to be take, to be looked as an expert in your field, you need to understand what the hell you're talking about. So we start off with a pretty basic uh, overview of lingo. I then dive into sort of how you're finding cracking deals and how to choose a great market to invest in. There's certain key metrics that everyone needs to be aware of when investing in, in the United States. And if you don't choose the right market, then you're not going to be successful. The other thing that we also dive into is understanding how to analyze the deal properly. You know, if you, you if you don't know how to analyze a deal, you don't even know if the deal is a deal. So the number one thing that I always say is that you make money when you buy and not when you sell. Understanding how to analyze that deal to make sure that you're buying a cracking deal is so paramount to your success. I also dive into how you close on the deal, you know, setting up your team on a ground on the ground, particularly if you're investing interstate. Uh, and I go through the closing process in terms of the due diligence checklist you need that everyone needs to be doing when buying multifamily real estate. To top it all off, I then dive really deep into the number one thing that people struggle with when they first start buying multifamily real estate, and that is raising capital from from friends, from family, from colleagues. And I talk about your personal brand, becoming that key person of influence. And it links back to the ebook that I was mentioning just before and the four Ps. But I go a little bit deeper. I go a lot deeper, actually. And I help you create that personal brand so people can view you as that key person of influence of real estate in their sphere. So if you are interested in learning a little bit more about my mentorship program, then hit me up at info at rsnpropertygroup.com. And in the subject line, just put mentor program and I'll flick you back the entire outline. All right, guys, enough out of me. Let's get cracking and into today's show. Today in the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with side hustle king, Ryan Cox. As a sales director, managing over $250 million of annual business and over 200 sales representatives for major technology companies, Ryan has experience in management, execution, development, and training. But to top it all off, Ryan is also an active real estate investor and he specializes in repositioning of multifamily properties. Ryan is a side hustle king. I love to have these type of people on my show because I did it for such a long long period of time so I can definitely relate but without further ado let's get Ryan out here. G'day Ryan welcome to the show. Thanks for having me Reed. excited to be here. Hey mate so uh, where are you dialing in from today? I know that we have been connected this morning. Uh, where, where are you living in, in part of the, the United States? Yeah I'm in, in Austin Texas and excited to be called a, a side hustle king that's for sure. <laughs> I thought you would. Now mate before we dive into the nuts and bolts of how you manage your, your awesome side hustle 
Can you elaborate a little bit more on your background, where you've come from? It sounds like you're in, um, in, in, te- in working for sales for a technology company, but then what was the desire to get involved in real estate? And what was that passion in your belly to say, I've had enough of, of you know, working for the man and I want to try and get out of my nine to five? Yeah, great question. I, you know, I can as far back as uh, I guess twenty years ago in college, having an interest in in real estate and um, some experience in in the mortgage business right out of college and leasing industrial properties. Very early in my career, and as as I kind of moved through my twenties, like uh, most of us do, you know, searching for uh, you know the right fit from a career perspective, and and found myself in in technology in a technology sales position and um, worked in numerous roles but kind of worked my way uh, up the corporate ladder so to speak um, as my knowledge and experience grow and and leading a team. Uh, What I do know is that uh, over the course of those uh, years uh, you know the desire to be involved in real estate uh, to be a real estate investor uh, has never left uh, has never left me. I think that uh, combined with my experience uh, in sales and technology sales and, and leading, you know, salespeople on a technology team, uh, I find myself in a position where I can really transfer a lot of that knowledge and experience that, um, you know, scaling up a business in technology and being able to uh, apply that to uh, my real estate investing business. That's awesome. I, I'm always fascinated to hear people's stories because. That is really how other people who listen to this show, who, who tune in, most people who tune into this show are, are probably getting started or they maybe have a few deals under their belt, but they're probably still working full time. So it's always great to have uh, a side hustle king on the show because you can really elaborate on what, like how you're managing your day-to-day, you know, still getting deals done. And I know we talked a little bit offline about, you know, why, you know, what you're passionate about in real estate. And, and you, you explained to me that you're passionate about the, the deal structure and finding great deals. So do you want to elaborate a little bit more on how you manage your time right now with, with, with your day job, with family, and to still find, to ma- find time to, to find cracking deals? Well, I think it starts with with a mindset um, in in your approach. You have to have some dogged determination. Uh, when I, I guess, I spent the previous year, so 2015, trying to find uh, as as I was recommitting to to getting involved in real estate and investing, I, you know, I looked at single family homes. I, I looked at you know all the different avenues there are to invest in real estate, and uh, networked with friends who were in the business and. Uh, in 2016, you know, jumped headfirst into um, you know, multifamily, uh, and, and really the first opportunity that I got was to raise some equity uh, as a part of a syndication deal uh, last July. And when I talk about mindset, at that time in July, I was living in San Francisco. Uh, I just uh, my my baby boy Dylan uh, was born in July. And six weeks later, I was uh, moving into or moving back to Austin, Texas, uh, to take over leadership of uh, you know aforementioned 200 uh, people sales organization. So I had a lot going on. But as that opportunity arose for me, you know, I said, "Yeah, I- I've got to do it." Um, despite what is going on, I've, I've got to take action. Uh, and that's been the biggest, uh, I would say, over the past year. That's been the biggest difference is. Um, is taking action on a daily basis, is saying yes and showing up 
uh, when opportunity does come. I, I look back to that moment in July, and there would have been a number of opportunities to say, man, I, I really want to do this, and I think it's going to be tough, but it is, uh, you know, there's too much going on. I've, I've, got, a, I've got a newborn. I'm moving from uh, one part of the country to the other. I'm changing jobs. Um, you know, but I, I, I looked at my, I looked at myself and, and my goals and, and ultimately what I want to accomplish and decided that you know, there's no time like the present. So I think number one is, is just having a, a mindset um, that you're going to succeed no matter what is going on in life. Because um, like all of us uh, Americans, hey, we're, we're busy and there's, you know, life is moving pretty fast. That's an incredible story to, to, to say that, you know, as you just said, there would have been a lot of opportunities to say no to that investment opportunity. And I think I know the one you're talking about because I was involved in the same deal. Um, but good on you for not saying no and, and backing yourself. You know, I'm sure a lot of people would have pulled the pin and said, I'm moving. I've got a newborn. My, my wife is you know probably stressed out from moving and having a newborn uh, and I'm about to start a new job. That was just it seems like a lot to pile on the pile. And so, you know, big pat on the back for, for, for taking action and getting it done. Um, that did, did that. Was that the first deal that you had done in the commercial space or in, in real estate in, 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 in any real estate deal? Like I mentioned, I'd done the, some real estate deals in my early 20s from a, from a leasing perspective uh, on the commercial side. But as an investor, raising equity, being on the borrower side and, and, and being a part of putting a deal together, yeah, that was the first one. Nice, 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 nice. And how much money did you end up raising for that particular deal? Uh, I end up raising, uh, just, uh, under $500,000 for that deal. Mate, that is awesome. That is well, well done. And was that just through friends and family and, um, and colleagues that you knew or had you started developing more of an investor database? No, that was, that was through friends and family. So it was, uh, up to that point, I had really been, uh, educating myself. I'd read a number of books. Uh, that were suggested to me on you know bigger pockets through friends and family through starting just kind of network uh, with folks who were in the multifamily business to give me some insight. Uh, so I spent the first half of 2016 really educating myself, uh, diving into some Excel spreadsheets and trying to underwrite as many deals to to get um, you know to get smarter about what was a good deal and and, and what's not a good deal. And so yeah, I just I, I jumped right in. So it was a lot of it was a lot of friends and family. I did get uh, a few referrals, just kind of uh, next level out uh, of a couple people who did invest with me that were uh, friends of friends. But that was the the first that I had embarked on building out a network of of investors to to pull together some equity to get into these deals. That's incredible, and I think that it, how, over what period of time did you raise the 500k? Was it all through that six week or, or, or eight week process of moving jobs, and and how did you keep your eye on the prize going through that? And I, th I know you sort of elaborated a little, little bit on that before, but to keep you know all those sort of balls in the air as you're juggling them, it must have been quite difficult, right? It it, it was incredibly difficult. I think. Um... As I look back, uh, the first thing I did when, uh, you know, I knew that I wanted to, uh, I said yes, I said I'm all in. Uh, the first thing that I did was uh, I jumped on LinkedIn, Facebook, um, just kind of racked my brain for, for possible investors. And I built a list of uh, a little over 200 people 
uh, that I wanted to contact and let them know, A, hey, here's here's what I'm doing. I'm you know currently you know managing a, a large sales team in a big business, but I'm also investing in real estate. I've partnered with the group and I'm raising some equity. Um, you know, would you be interested in talking about the deal? So I really just worked through my list of 200, uh, 200 people. And I, I made some, uh, I made many mistakes along the way. Uh, but I think it was just sheer determination and my willingness to reach out and talk to that many people that really got me down to six investors to make up my investor pool in that first deal. That's incredible, and for two hundred to get six investors to get just shy of five hundred thousand dollars, and let's 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 be honest, let's just raise it, let's just round up. We'll, we'll say half a million bucks. I think that is really really awesome. Plus moving, plus having a kid, plus starting a new job, and, and I think what uh, I, my takeaway piece of advice just right now, just listening to your story, is that you sort of ten x your expectations, right? Like six people out of 200, that's 3%. That's a low, like that's low figures, but you have to talk that many amount of people to start raising capital. And for anyone who's out there listening to this show right now, I think Ryan is a, you know, the epitome of how to make it happen whilst you're working full time. And, and, and I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm in awe of you, mate, because it sounds like a really awesome story. And um, I'm really glad I've been able to have you on the show today. So Yeah, I think, you know, my advice for I brought a, a long-term mindset of, hey, listen, I'm I, I'm going to go out and raise this money. So I had some belief in myself, um, but I also thought as I was reaching out to these 200 folks, is is that I'm building a, a long-term foundation for my investing career. So right. somebody could somebody could talk to me and say, yeah, this is interesting, but I'm I'm not interested r- right now. They could have some life event. Uh, they're paying for college or a wedding or they just don't have the the cash liquid to be able to invest in that short of time period or they just wanted to hear you know more about me and and what i was doing and, and need a little time to marinate on that so i still have you know that that list of 200 is still growing i try to provide you know updates on a on a quarterly basis about what i'm doing in my investing career and hopefully that that 3% can grow and it can be 10, 20 people out of that group. And I can continue to build from that base of family and friends and colleagues uh, as I scale my business. No, I think you're, you're well on track to having that foundation. And I think it's very, very important to, to build that list initially. Um, and then uh, over a period of time, as you said, sort of slowly touch those people over every quarter, you know, reach out to them, say, this is what I'm doing. You know, this is what I'm up to. This is what I've been doing the last, uh, you know, two or three months uh hope that we can you know connect on a deal in the future i do know the deals that that you're that you were talking about so were all these people accredited investors and did you know that they were accredited at the start they were all accredited investors and i i did know uh, i you know i had the converse uh, or i guess i assumed i assumed that they were just based upon uh either the businesses that they owned or their investing experience that we'd spoken about before were just the types of uh, jobs that they had, either um, executives in, in companies or, or leading large sales organizations. Um, so I, I did profile, uh, you know, out of a group of 200, I don't know, I've got uh, 1,500 people I'm, fr- you know, friends with, quote unquote, on, on Facebook and, and many more than, than that, just from the, the business that I'm in on, on LinkedIn. But I really tried to profile 
people that I've got, uh, you know, a pretty good relationship with could be acquaintances, could be really good friends, but people that I know and feel comfortable, you know, picking up the phone and talking to. And then, uh, you know, further from there, I, I just looked at, hey, do they have the types of jobs that would qualify uh, or the, the business or investing experience that would, you know, have them be accredited investors? And then we had that, that conversation just up front about what it would look like to qualify for the deal. Nice. And that time frame, just remind me of how long it took you between starting that 200 or saying yes to the deal, starting your list and getting commitments and money in the bank. What did that look like? Oh, it felt like I was, uh, you know, I was playing the two minute drill as, <laughs> as I had conversations over the past, uh, you know, over the course of six weeks, it was, uh, you know, the final commitments really came in uh, that very last week. And, you know, there's always hoops you got to jump through as uh, I had a doctor who had committed, um, you know, $75,000 of the, of the group and it was you know, transferring money or selling selling shares or, or the investment from Merrill Lynch, waiting for that to fund and then funding a self-directed IRA. You know, you're really trying to help people maneuver their cash around and, and, and do the most that you can to help serve them as, as they're new to, you know, investing in these types of investments. So, um, you know, I learned a lot along the way, uh, you know, and, and I think I learned with my fellow investors is, you know, how, how do we allocate these funds and, and the best way to do that. No, that's that's awesome, and I think you you hit the nail on the head there. It was like there's so many other moving parts that you just don't realize when you do start raising capital, um, particularly as you know you got a full time job. You got to, you can't you can't not let that slack behind. But then other people just have you know things going on in their lives, as you said, like transferring money from one to another. I remember one time a guy had to transfer me money from his Goldman Sachs account, and they had to call me three times to verify who I was. You know, it was just like this whole thing, and I was like, at the end of it, it, it felt like the hardest thing in the world, but. I think personally, you know, just listening to your story, you're going to have success with the deals that you're in because I know they're really, really good deals. Um, but those people are going to tell more people and then those people are going to tell more and more people. And I think it's just going to be a snowball effect. So um, that's, that's really, really awesome. And I'm excited for you to, to take your investing career to the next level. Uh, talk to me a little bit about how you manage, you know, now that you've done a couple of deals, what, what does the future hold and how do you manage your time to make sure that you're seeing those, those right types of deals? Well, I think two things really come to mind. I think that you know, if you are you know, on the path to becoming a side hustle king, uh, you're trying to develop what is my plan for a side hustle, uh, or if you're just building an exit strategy to um, you know, the day job and become a, a full-time investor, I think you have to really identify what are your strengths, what, are you, what do you like to do, and where do you like to spend your time? Um, and so for me, as, as I worked through, uh, 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 I guess, two of those deals uh, last fall, um, what really occurred to me is you know, setting, up, uh, setting up some infrastructure for my business, you know, website and just all of the good stuff that, that comes along with it, spending time with you know, communications and uh, a newsletter, those type things that you really just try to, to build a base for your business. What really occurred to me is, what I love to do is I love to have coffee. I love to go to lunch. I love to jump on the phone with investors and I love to build, you know, to build my network um, organically. It's a lot of fun for me to connect with people to find out, you know, number one, 
what are they investing in? Uh, where have they had success? Are they currently investing in real estate? What do they like about investing in real estate? Is it multifamily? Uh, are they open to that? And why? Like, how would it impact their lives uh, if they would make this investment? So that's what I really love to do. What I, what I don't love to do is uh, website development, uh, managed newsletter, just all of the all of the stuff that I feel like you need in this day and age to, um, as, you're, as anybody's building a business, you need a quality website. You need you know, good communication uh, and consistent communication. So how do you set that up? And uh, as I'm working full time, uh, what really, you know, as I evaluated the, the six months uh, in the last half of 2016, now what I decided to do was to invest in a uh, personal assistant. I've got a personal assistant who works for me um, between 10 and 15 hours a week, and all of the administrative, uh, task-oriented uh, SEO, uh, website, all of that type stuff, I have outsourced to somebody who has that skill set and experience, is really knowledgeable about how to build it uh, and grow it. And so that's where I've I've tried to divide and conquer my time is, um, you know, as I'm working on a, a platform aspect of my business, uh, gives me an opportunity to really go out and focus on building relationships with investors and meeting new people. Yeah, and I think that's that's really key, isn't it? Because I, personally, I'm in the same boat as you. I was not a, I came from engineering background. Like I was a structural engineer for 10 years. Like that, I had no idea what the hell SEO meant <laughs> or was trying to start a website. And I think that's that's awesome that you went out and you actively got a personal assistant because you saw that you just couldn't take it all on and and probably spending your time on on SEO and and creating a website isn't the best use of your time and it isn't moving the needle right like you don't need to spend 20 hours a week trying to figure out how the Wix website works and how the drop and drag uh, you know uh, editor works and you should be spending that time out with coffee out raising money out you know extending your network and so I think that's awesome that you took initiative and for anyone who's listening out there um, I think that's great advice if you are trying to do a side hustle a side business trying to employ some people, um, even if they're virtual assistants, because I know I've got a couple of virtual assistants and they've been really, really helpful in my business to help me you know, continue moving forward. Uh, so Ryan, what it talked to me a little bit about what the future holds for you right now. Are you looking at more deals? Are you looking to to scale into be your own syndicator and own you know, um, you know, uh, sponsor for your own deals? And, and if so, are you underwriting any deals right now? Yeah, absolutely. Is the that is the plan as I've, uh, you know, will continue to, you know, work with the group and leverage their experience to continue to, to learn about this business. There, there's so much to learn about it. Uh, that being said, I'm, I'm looking at a number of, of smaller deals between one and $3 million that, um, you know, we can go out and underwrite and feel like we can add some value to and also raise some, some capital and return, uh, you know, put some positive returns uh, and return capital to investors. Nice, man. That's awesome. I think that, um, you know, I was very much, I, I'm in your sort of same shoes as well. We're working with uh, with Joe and Frank and the group on, on like a couple of those deals and, and starting to flap your wings a little bit more as you get that confidence and as you get, as you grow as a business in your own self and you say, hey, I can do this and I can probably go take down a few smaller deals myself. And I think that's that's a great um, strategy to have. When's the um, when's the big date? Have you, have you set a deadline to, to, to leave your day job? Or maybe you haven't even set a deadline because you love your job so much you might just want to continue doing what you're doing what's the uh, what's the future what's what's that hold in the next six to 12 months 
no hard dates to um, you know to leave the day job. Uh, I kind of feel like my gut is just telling me that you know the time will the time will appear and I'll know when it's right. Um, I, I'm not in a I'm not in a rush to make any um, you know to make any steps you know too soon. And uh, I understand that there's a lot that I can do to build my business and build a foundation that is not in place yet, uh, but that I can work on on a you know daily, weekly basis that will provide a sound you know structure for myself. That when I do step away from the day job, um, that I've got a I've got a business that's running and ready for for it to be taken to the next level. But uh, I'm I'm really committed to building a solid foundation. Uh, to putting you know between three and five deals together uh, that I'm the the primary sponsor on really put some skins in the wall and develop solid relationships with the core group of investors and uh, I feel like once I've done that once I've delivered some capital back to some investors as the primary sponsor I will have a good foundation to be able to do that. Nice man. Uh, any takeaway? your major takeaway advice to those side hustlers out there trying to escape the rat race and, and do real estate on the side? I think the biggest thing is it just comes down to your mindset. There's, and I'm a big believer in just the energy and the energy that you put into it. The more that you're educating yourself, the more that you're showing up to the local RIA and networking with other investors, the more that you're looking at their deals, the more that you're just you know, committed to, I'm going to underwrite three deals a day uh, if that's single family homes or three deals a week if you're looking at larger multifamily. Whatever it is, make sure that you're putting some energy into your business. Uh, And the more that I've committed to doing that, the more that I've seen opportunities uh, open up for myself, the better understanding I have of the marketplace and how to find a deal. Uh, and, And that can be a little bit scary because sometimes you just don't know what the right next step is. But I think the biggest challenge is not getting stuck or that analysis or paralysis from analysis. And it is to keep taking action and to keep putting energy into your business, whether that's through education, uh, networking, uh, or getting out and looking at deals. No, I think that's incredibly important to make sure that you commit to something each and every week, whether it be, uh, as you said, you know, and analyzing three deals a day or three deals a week. I always try to say, to say to people, get to three networking events. If you're first starting out and you don't have any idea about real estate investing, get to get to three networking events a month for the first six months. And I bet you after six months, you'll have met someone or you've learned something that you'll be able to take that next step in your career. So awesome stuff, mate. Uh, I want to dive into the top five investing tips. You ready to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, mate, what's the mo- What's the daily habit that you practice to keep on track towards your goals? I start every morning with a 20-minute meditation. Nice. What sort of meditation do you do? You know, I focus... Um, I focus on my breath, and I've got uh, a little mantra that I say to myself. It is uh, a great way just to to start the day and help just keep me rooted. in And if I take care of if I take care of today, and if I work on actively being present, um, you know, and checking stuff off my list, uh, I, I know I'm going to have a, a productive day. Whether all of it gets checked off or, or two things get checked off, um, but. But showing up in the morning, being present, gives me a sense of calm uh, and peace as I walk through my day. 
Nice. I've uh, I've been trying to implement a little bit more meditation. Trying <laughs> the, the, the words trying. It's hard to to get it done each and every day. But I think focusing on on deep breathing and uh, spending a bit of time each and every morning or, or evening, whichever whichever works, uh, is really really important. So so awesome stuff, uh, mate. Who's the most influential person in your career to date? That's a that's a great question. Um, I would go a little off cuff. It's a it's a family friend of mine, and as I've watched his real estate uh, career grow from, uh, he's in the retail space, and he you know post college grew up um, you know leasing small retail spots and has grown his career to uh, you know large in retail or larger retail spots, and uh, right now he's in a billion dollar development. Uh, up in North Texas. So just to see him progress and his dogged determination to get to a place where he was a developer, I don't think in his wildest dreams that he thought that he would you know, be able to put together a deal and work with the right folks to, to put together a, a deal of that size. But I think in terms of influences, I've watched him and his commitment to uh, pursuing his, his real estate vision uh, I also just love the way he set up his life. He you know, spends uh, six weeks in the mountains in the wintertime, spends two months in, uh, on the California coast in the, in the summertime, and I'm kind of into that. I, I like that flexibility to, you know, to, to be, be by the ocean, be in the mountains, be back home in Austin, Texas, and uh, I think long-term that's what I'm gearing up for. Nice, man. I think that's what everyone's gearing up for, right? That's the whole point is to, you know, free up your, your own time because time is the most valuable asset we all have and, and, and answering to yourself and, you know, understanding that you can do your job from wherever you want to be able to do it from, whether it be in the mountains or whether it be on the beach in California. So it's so awesome stuff. Uh, mate, what's the most influential tool in your real estate business uh, right now? The most influential tool? Uh, that's a great question. I think... I think right now the most influential tool has been has been LinkedIn, um, and and I say LinkedIn just because uh, I I've used it as a tool to connect with people and to set up uh, those coffees, those lunches. Uh, I've also really used it in terms of uh, read your friends with uh, a guy who who owns a business or is a part of uh, some startup group. Uh, so I've used it as the as the biggest tool to get outside of my my close kind of personal network of business colleagues and friends. And how do I step beyond that? Um, so really, in the past probably four or five months, I've really used LinkedIn as a powerful tool to help expand my network and get to know people in a different way. Uh, so right now, LinkedIn has been awesome for that. Nice, nice. I use LinkedIn all the time as well. I try to post up there every now and then. Um, it always gives you that little message. You'll be noticed, <laughs> and, right? Uh, and I'm just—I think it's just a, an automatic thing that LinkedIn sends you. I don't think I'm really being noticed, but anyway, it's good stuff. Hey, mate, I know you only just started. You've been in real estate investing for a little bit of time now, but what's been the biggest failure? And it might not necessarily be real estate failure, but the biggest failure you've had to date in your career, both professionally and and in real estate, that you've taken or you've learnt the most from. Yeah, I think that I go back to just that first deal that I was trying to raise um, raise equity for. In, in, in some respects, the second deal too. But I think the biggest mistake that I made, uh, well, as, as I was put kind of in the firing, firing line real quick, hey, jump into this deal, go raise 500 grand. 
uh, I was like, okay, here we go. We're off and running. And the biggest mistake that I've made so far is I approached investors and I felt because of the time crunch, I really led with, hey, look at these returns. This is fantastic. Look, it was all about the deal and the numbers. Uh, and what I've learned really through last fall and raising equity for those two deals is that I've got to take time to understand, uh, you know, what is your investing profile? Uh, what is your tolerance for risk? Have you invested in real estate before? Do you like investing in real estate? Hey, if what has real estate done for you? Has it sent you on a vacation? Has it uh, helped you plan for retirement? Uh, so I've taken a step back and I've really learned that uh, to develop a successful network of investors, uh, you know, I ultimately have to understand them in a much different way uh, versus just selling, you know, some numbers, some returns and the deal. Yeah, I think being a more holistic approach, right? Understanding their story behind why they're trying to invest in real estate. And, and as you said, their, their risk tolerances. So you can have you know, you can place them in the right deal. Uh, one thing we didn't really uh, touch on in this in this interview, but I wanted to just briefly mention is that the power of having a good mentor, right? And and, and I, sound, I know the mentor you do have, and he's a great guy, but that has helped you take that next step in your career, right? And, and maybe just we can quickly touch on that at the end of the show here. What does, what made you or persuaded you to get a mentor to help you? You know, you, I, I guess without that mentor, you wouldn't have been involved in those couple of deals, right? No, absolutely not. That you know, the big, the driving force for me was just number one, uh, accountability partner. Uh, I don't know if uh, he, he hasn't managed me or set out, a, a you know, a level of task or, or, or ways to kind of rise up through the ranks, so to speak. Uh, but just really going out, seeking, working with a mentor, uh, and setting my own pace, say, Hey, here's my goal. And here's what I'm looking to do. And, uh, you know, hey, we set a call the the next week or, or two weeks later, and I've got to show up and you know say, hey, here's what uh, here's what I've done to to further my business. So sometimes I'm able to accomplish it, sometimes I'm not. But you know, the biggest thing is is just having somebody to be able to guide me, say, hey, you're on the right path, or even just ask those curiosity questions. Well, what do you think you should do, and what do you think the next steps are, and where do you how are you passionate about building that, and giving you it's almost like a therapy session, but it is somebody who you know has some experience, who's walked your path, um, who's able to guide you. I think uh, a little bit of the misconception of you know having a mentor is you know somebody who's going to do it for you. It is it is very much still on your shoulders to to take action and be the driving force behind your business. But man, having a guide and having somebody who's walked your path and built a business from scratch. Uh, I think is so important, right? And can help you look out for potential bogeys along the way, uh, or even just kind of spur some action and saying, "Hey, this is this is what's important, and this is what you should prioritize." Sometimes figuring out what to prioritize one over the other, you know, you can kind of you know mull over a bit too long, and so having somebody to say, "Hey, go do this first and that second, uh, can make all the difference in the world and being able to take that action on a weekly basis. No, I completely agree. I think the, having a mentor, um, and I've used the same mentor for last three and a half years, you know, uh, I don't, I, I don't, I use him every now and then, but it's definitely something that is there 
to help me, as you say, be accountable, um, accountability coach, and, and just someone to, to bounce ideas off. And I'm now a mentor to a couple of different people and, and I definitely hold them accountable. And, you know, I definitely think people fall into that trap of, well, I've got a mentor now, all my answers are going to be, you know, all my dreams are going to come true because this mentor is going to do all the work. And it's like, well, no, that's not how it works. I will teach you the tools. You need to go out and implement those tools. Um, and if and, and the way you're successful right. is, is, you know, me help being here to, you know, hold you accountable. Awesome stuff, mate. So last question is, where can people reach you to continue the conversation? You can reach me on my, uh, on my website, foundersgrowthcapital.com. Uh, is probably the easiest place to get me. Uh, there's a contact me section. Uh, you can shoot me an email from there, uh, and you can just check out a little bit about uh, what me and, and my business is all about. Awesome stuff. Um, well, mate, I want to thank you so much for dropping in today and having a chat with us. I just want to sort of summarize the show. I think the biggest thing for me is that, you know, you took action and you put you, you changed your mindset uh, to say, I'm sick of what I'm doing right now. And if, you know, regardless that I had, you know, you had a new baby, you were moving, you're changing jobs. You still got, you still raised over five hundred thousand dollars in six or seven weeks, and I think that's really, really incredible, and, and well done to you. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're going to have hugely more successful deals <laughs> down the road. I think another takeaway is that you jumped on LinkedIn and you created a, a profile or a list of over two hundred people. And for anyone out there listening right now, that's free and easy to do. Everyone has a LinkedIn account, and if you don't create, start creating one. Jumping on Facebook, understanding who those people are in your network that you can go and leverage to try and raise capital. Um, and, and the last one is is that I, what you just said before is taking the time to develop an investor profile and not just sell the returns and truly understand your investor database to know where you can place their capital. And it may not be this the right the deal that you're trying to raise money on right this second, but it might be a deal in the future. So um, did I leave anything out? I think they were the three big, biggest takeaway points for me. No, I think you hit the nail on the head. I just want to say thank you so much for uh, for having me on the show. It was uh, it was great to meet you in person uh, in February, and looking forward to continuing the relationship uh, for years to come. Cool, man. Well, buddy, thank you so much. As I said, for dropping by. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll catch up soon. Okay, man. Sounds great. Well, there you have it, another cracking episode with Ryan Cox. An absolute pleasure to have him on the show today. He is a truly, truly inspirational guy and really does epitomize the side hustle king. Having a newborn kid, raising over $500,000 for a new project, moving to Austin, Texas from San Francisco, and you know starting a new job. So really, really inspirational stuff. Remember, guys, if you do want to connect with Ryan, please head over to my website at rsmpropertygroup.com forward slash podcast and all the show notes and the links that we did mention on today's show will be up on that website. Remember, you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching Reed Goosens. That's R-E-E-D-G-O-O-S-S-E-N-S. And if you do like this show, please give the show a five-star review and get your hands on that free ebook. All right, guys, we're going to do this all again next week. So take care, be safe, and remember, happy investing. Happy investing.